This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 410 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm here. I'm not. I'm just here. I was going <laughs> to finish that and decide not to. Aubrey finds a way. Yeah, <laughs> Aubrey always finds a way. Perfect. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagan. Clever girl. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got some news to discuss, and then we've got our review of the next biggest movie of the summer, Jurassic World, Bullen. Dominion. Before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing? Aubrey Litchfield, how are you? I'm here. I'm all right, I guess. Got nothing really to, nothing notable. Living it up, living the dream? Uh, I guess. That's what they say. <laughs> awesome. Well, Mark, uh, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, I came to realize that there is a big discrepancy in the in the uh, popularity of movie theaters around this area because i wanted to see jurassic world this weekend in the theater that i usually go to every show was sold out which theater is that west springfield uh cinemark okay. west springfield every show this weekend was sold out so i'm like oh man that that sucks either i'm gonna go to like a really late show or i'm gonna see the movie like really late before we record but i'm like oh let me check the other theater that's, you know, it's a little bit further away, but not that much further. Fucking, there's like four seats sold. <laughs> in the same time, seven o'clock on a Saturday night, it's like probably like, I don't know, like 400 seats there. What was the one you went to? Uh, the one I went to was in the Hampshire Mall in Hadley. Yeah. That's where I was I, just we... about to ask if that one was still there. Like nobody goes to that one. Yeah, that's the one we usually go to. And I'll tell you, Mark, the reason uh, it's a lot easier to get tickets right now is because UMass is out. Okay. Yeah, it, it is right right by UMass. Yeah, you're right. But anyway, they have their popcorn is delicious and the seats are plentiful. So um, I know <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a nice backup for when I can't get the big luxury seats any, anyway. But now that, I, now that it's been proven that that's like the theater to go to as a backup, I'm going to keep that in mind instead of just waiting longer periods of time to go to my original one. There's also like a weird movie theater in Northampton. It was like in a basement. It's not there anymore. That was Pleasant. (laughs) I love that theater. That's where I saw a lot of really cool. That's where I saw Attack the Block for the first time in that theater. Yeah, um, I will defend that theater. Uh, I'll die on that hill. Uh, not only did I see a lot of cool stuff there, like you said, Mark, uh, I saw The Host there. Yeah. Uh, I saw uh, Four Rooms on Christmas Day when it came out. <laughs> I saw a lot of cool, like weird indie stuff there. They used to do uh, midnight screenings. I think it was Friday night or Saturday night. Yeah. It was always weird cult movies, so I saw lots of cool shit there. Saw The Room a couple times. <laughs> It was great. So, yeah, Pleasant Street Theater forever. It's closed, though, Aubrey, so you can't go. And, yes, it was. Yes, it was like a dump. And, yes, it wasn't. Some felt like it was in a basement. <laughs> now, now it's a it's a it's a brewery now. So there's lots of beer there. So at least it's still at least I the saw building's running still there. with scissors there. It was like the only theater that showed that movie. <laughs> what is that about? Weird Al running? with No, it was um, it's like a, it's an indie film kind of. Oh. Well, never heard of it. Joey, how are you doing this week, dude? Uh, well, well, let me just tell you today, uh, for you, the listener, I'm suffering. I'm sweating profusely. It is hot. It's very hot here in Western Massachusetts. And 
we have ghetto central AC. We don't have real central air conditioning like normal people do because we're poor. So we have multiple air conditioners set up throughout the house and box fans blowing the air all over the place. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Something. Hey, it works. Exactly. It works. As long as it works, who cares? But one of those air conditioners is in my room where we record the podcast. <laughs> so now I have to go somewhere in the house that has no air conditioning on. So it doesn't make the show sound like absolute shit. And uh, it's a million degrees in here. And I'm literally like have sweat like rolling down my forehead. while <laughs> You suffer. Suffer That's for this right. podcast, damn it. I will suffer. But uh, I will second your strange Jurassic World storyline, Mark. I uh Neither of the kids wanted to see it. And I'm like, all right, I need to see it, obviously. And I was like looking at the schedule. I'm like, I got to fit this in somehow. You know, I have a lot of stuff I have to do on the weekends. I have errands. I have other things going on. And I'm like, when can I go see this? And I'm like, well, you know what? The kids don't want to go. So there's no like set time that I have to go or I have to wait for Janine to get out of work or for Colin to wake up or not, you know, or do his chores. So easy. 9.30 a.m. Oh, <laughs> And in Hadley, Massachusetts, uh, I went by myself practically and saw Jurassic. It was the only person I felt like in the entire theater, <laughs> like the, the theater complex, not the theater. <laughs> like no one there. And I went and it started. It was like we we're just at the end of Nuvi, which if they don't have that where you're from, it's like commercials and like stuff before the movie with Maria Menounos introducing it. But beast all my heart. And uh Right towards the end of that, this old guy walked in and he couldn't find his seat. And he kept looking at his ticket stub and the ticket, the seat numbers. Right. And I was about to yell down to him, like, we're the only two fucking people here. Sit wherever you want. <laughs> What's the fucking matter? <laughs> no, that guy follows the rules. I respect That's that. Right. I respect That's that. Right. He's, he's not a rebel. You know? <laughs> I didn't give a shit. I had my feet up on the chair in front of me. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm the only person here. <laughs> But you know that was it. That's 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 my time right now. I'm tired. That and that movie was long, so it's just like man. When I got out of it, it was I had to go grocery. I went grocery shopping immediately afterwards. I didn't like go home. I went right from the movie theater to go grocery shopping because I knew if I went home and sat down, I wasn't going to want to leave the house. Mm -hmm. so, so it was it was a wild. That that's it. The wild life we lead, guys. <laughs> I know all, all of you out there in podcast land like to think that we're hip. We're cool. We're wow. We're now. But that was pretty much the excitement of my uh, weekend. I went to the movies and I, uh, I went grocery shopping. So <laughs> enough about us, though, and our exciting lives. Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more. So is your podcast. All right. So everybody can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. Uh, you'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there. T-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show and for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year-round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. You live in the jungle. In the rainforest along the Amazon. But our home is being destroyed. That is why we have come to your country. <laughs> that was a clip from uh, Jurassic World, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Is that one of the locusts talking? <laughs> well, uh, before we could jump into the news, I just want to send a huge shout out to everybody uh, in Great Britain. I want to send a shout out to Australia, Finland, and Kuwait. 
Uh, thank you guys for listening. We've been charting on iTunes in those countries, so I uh, really appreciate it. And, of course, everyone listening on Good Pods app because uh, we've been charting mostly all the time on Good Pods. So I really appreciate everybody checking us out on those platforms or wherever you listen to So Wizard Podcast. Now, we have much to discuss, Marcellus, so please drop the drop and let us talk the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, there was somewhat of an announcement, uh, a big MCU announcement. One of the things that I really like about what Kevin Feige does with the MCU movies is that, that they'll do a presentation. They'll have like a big turnout and they'll open up the screen and they'll slowly announce what the next phase of Marvel movies are going to be. Uh, and lately they've been doing it with the TV shows. Somehow there's a Thunderbolts movie that's happening that no one really knew about. We all kind of speculated, but nothing kind of official came out until this week. And even then it's not even really official. Screenwriter Eric Pearson, who also wrote the Black Widow movie, uh, has been announced as the screenwriter for the Thunderbolts movie. Uh, Jake Schrierier. Uh He did an independent movie called Robot and Frank a few years ago. He's going to be directing it. So this blew my mind because we've been talking about other MCU movies that could be happening. This one was kind of in there, but I didn't think they were really going to pull it off. Thunderbolts is coming, everybody. Uh, what do you guys think of this? And who do you think should be in the team? Let's start with Aubrey. I honestly thought that it was a play on Thundercats when I saw <laughs> the announcement. Oh, no. You're like, you're making a Thundercats <laughs> movie? It's just like a Thundercats thing, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, Aubrey, yeah. you're not familiar with Thunderbolts at all, the comic book? Mm-hmm. No. All right, no. all right. From my understanding, it's like Marvel's version of the Suicide Squad. Uh, a bunch of kind of villains team up to do jobs for... I guess Thunderbolt Ross or the government, I guess. Joey, how do you feel about this Thunderbolts announcement? You're the you're the man with his pulse on all of the rumors and stuff. So I'm <laughs> I'm assuming you already knew this was really happening. Oh, it's been rumored for quite some time. Uh you know, it really comes down to what iteration of Thunderbolts they're gonna do, because there's really two of them, Mark, and one of them is what exactly you said. It's the Marvel version of Suicide Squad. Um not my favorite version of Thunderbolts, uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, the other version was basically a generic looking superhero team, like just the most generic looking superhero team on earth that appeared after the main heroes disappeared in onslaught. Um, this new team appeared and they were being heroic and, and there was a void. There was no fantastic four. There was no Hulk. There was no Thor. There was no Avengers and earth needed new heroes. And at the very end of the first issue, um, all these heroes, brand new characters you never seen before. They all take off their masks and they are actually the masters of evil in disguise uh, <laughs> who are planned led by Baron Zemo, who are planning on getting in good with everybody in this void with no heroes around and taking over the world, um, which it's, it was absolutely fucking fantastic concept. Uh, Kurt Busiek writing and Mark Bagley art. And it's, it's just fucking awesome. It's one of my favorite runs on a book. It was so good, but uh, that's kind of where I hope they go with it. You know, I'd love to see, I think they can't pull it off because people know. So it would be nice right. if they did something like that. I'd love to see, even if we know, but maybe the other characters in the movie don't know that these new superheroes are actually bad guys from across like the last 27 movies. But I think it'll probably end up being more like a Marvel version of suicide squad. We've got Elaine from Seinfeld already kind of gathering people up. Right. So we've got a U.S. agent. We've got uh, Yelena. Um, you got to assume Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp is probably going to be in there. Uh, maybe Baytrock the Leaper. He's still alive, right? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure he died <laughs> in, a, in a Falcon and Winter Soldier. Did we see a body? I don't. I honestly don't remember. I want to say yes. Did a medical professional walk <laughs> out on screen and declare him dead? Oh, well, don't, don't, don't mind me. I just came here to say that Bartok is dead. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what you have to have happen or it doesn't count. Oh, uh, you know, there's uh, I think Abomination has been kind of used a lot lately with between different things. But there's lots of little BC villains that they can pull together and throw a team together. Uh, I'd love to see um, 
John Berthal come back as a Punisher in this one. Oh, that would be nice. <clears throat> yeah. That would be cool, too. And, you know, uh, the, he doesn't have to have the skull if they don't want to use that. He can just be in fatigues or something. Maybe you can do something with um, Justin Hammer. I mean, th- there's all sorts of these little villains kind of floating around out there that they can pull in for this. So it could be really interesting. I just wish I would love to see them, I mean, even if they let everybody else know that these other people are, are you know, v- villains or they don't even show it. I'd love to see them hire somebody film scenes for the trailer and have them play citizen V who was fake Baron Zemo in the original comic. Just have the guy do all the fucking press everything. And at the end of the movie, when he pulls his fucking mask off, it's actually the the actor that plays Baron Zemo. instead. (laughs) Like that would be absolutely fantastic. But I don't think they'll pull, they could pull that off with the way leaks are these days and stuff. And everybody would kind of know in advance. So, but again, it's Marvel. I'm excited. And, you know, as a fan of the comic, I'm super excited. We'll just see what they have to, to bring to it. But as long as we can get more ghosts, right? (laughs) I'm not sure which hero she's supposed to be the mirror version of, but yes, bring her back. Whoever's hot. (laughs) I think it's, um, I think it would be kind of cool to have, you know, Elaine from Seinfeld build like a superhero team uh, with, you know, the U.S. agent in for Captain America and Elena in for Black Widow. And, you know, it would kind of explain why uh, what's his name was training Abomination in Shang-Chi. Yeah. You've got your Hulk with Abomination. You yeah. Got, uh, Agatha Harkness as a Scar- Scarlet Witch. Uh, White Vision. White as- Vision. Yeah. As as a uh, regular vision, I mean, <laughs> you have a good Dark Avengers core that you can just turn around and then call um, call Thunderbolts. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even though William Hurt, uh, the actor that played Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt Ross, uh, passed away recently, um, you know, it could be like a code name in honor of him. You know, maybe the character passed away, and you know, he he was the keeper of the the secrets of the Thunderbolts team. But um, yeah, I don't. I think a. Uh, uh, a bad guy version of the Avengers movie that we all love so much. I think that would be kind of funny, especially if they do the uh, the pan around shot of all of them. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That would be great. <laughs> I would fucking love that. Uh, so, yeah, so no date on that, but a writer and a director and no official announcement from Kevin Feige. So we will see. I'm still waiting for that Young Avengers announcement. They're working on it. <laughs> All right, so then the next, uh, for some reason, this teaser decided to drop right after we recorded last week, so we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but Rob Zombie's The Monsters actually has a teaser that dropped. Uh, We talked about it a little bit before. This is a retelling of the classic 1964 TV show, and Rob Zombie has proven himself to be a horror director, so it's going to be a little odd to see him do a PG TV show adaptation. But we got a first look at the characters, or some of the characters. What'd you guys think? Let's go back to Aubrey. Um, I don't really care. I didn't, I didn't watch the monsters. Like it's nothing that seeing is sparking joy in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna ask you, Aubrey, you, you probably never even watched that before, right? I think maybe I watched it when I was younger on TV land, but other than that, like it was not so it was not a staple of my childhood. All right. All right, Joey, what about you? Was it a staple of your childhood? I don't know if I would say it was a staple, but um, and we've talked about this before on the show. Uh, growing up in western Massachusetts, when we first got cable, we got a bunch of channels from New York City, uh, PIX 11 and WWR number nine. And uh, they would play reruns of what I guess you would consider like baby boomer TV shows all afternoon. Um, so yeah, we watched a lot of Andy Griffith's show and, uh, <laughs> the Munsters and the Adams family and Gilligan's Island and all that stuff. So yes, I do have an exposure to it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm some amazing Munsters fan that's been pining for an adaptation. For me, the only ex- real excitement from this project comes from Rob Zombie doing something so completely out of his wheelhouse. Yeah. Like, uh, that's and to me, that's the most interesting thing is what is he going to do? It's this. He can't just fall back on his laurels and make another like wannabe grindhouse horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> we know he can do that. 
I don't like those movies. I don't like the movies he's made, but some people do, and I appreciate it for them. Good for them. But, you know, he's made a lot of those movies like House of a Thousand Corpses and uh, what was the other one? Three People in a Grave or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> Devil's Rejects. Was one of them. Devil's Rejects and all that stuff. Like, he's made a bunch of movies kind of like that. So uh, my my excitement, if I have any for this project, is seeing – him go so far outside of what he does and he's either going to fall on his face spectacularly or just knock it out of the park. I don't right. think there's any in between. <laughs> um, and I guess say his wife is still pretty hot and looks pretty good as Lily. So yeah, I wanted a strong, strong points about Rob zombies directing. Like I'm not a big, big fan of his storytelling, but he has a really cool visual style and seeing like the monsters teaser in black and white. I'm like, Oh, they just took away his, uh, one of his strengths, because color is like, he's amazing with color. Seeing it in black and white, I'm like, ah, I don't know about this. So then when they announced that the movie was actually going to be in color, and then they, you get a little bit of a, a scene of them in color, I'm like, all right, all right, I can I can see this. I can see this. Uh, but yeah, Joy, I agree with you. This is either going to be a dumpster fire of a movie, or this is going to be one of the most amazing things we've seen in years. Uh, I don't, oh, we're doing it on the show. No, no <laughs> doubt. We're doing it on the show. <laughs> like I am, I am very interested to see what Rob zombie does with the monsters. And I never thought I would say to say that sentence, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. I was a monsters fan growing up, not a huge monsters fan, but I enjoyed it. It was something on TV when I was a kid. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of adaptations, taking something from one genre or one medium and moving it into an, another medium is the easiest thing and the most difficult thing in the world to do, I think. So I'm excited to see what uh what Rob Zombie has up his sleeve for this one. Rated PG. So Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, huh? <laughs> oh man. It's all right. So uh yeah, we don't have a date for it. We do know it's in twenty twenty two. All right. So then the last bit of news and speaking of uh changing mediums, Justin Lin, <laughs> fresh from walking away from Fast Ten uh, is actually going to be directing a new movie. It's the live action adaptation of the hit anime One Punch Man. Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? <laughs> Justin Lin does not care. One Punch Man, popular anime. People love it. I see the cosplayers uh, dressed up as this character all the time. Um, I didn't make it through, I want to say I made it through like almost the end of season one. Um, but that's about as far as I got, but I like the concept. So yeah, live action anime adaptations have been stellar so far. So what could possibly <laughs> go wrong with this one? Uh, Aubrey, how do you feel about one punch man, the live action movie? Wait, when you announced that, like my insides chuckled a little bit. <laughs> Who the fuck is going to play one punch man? Uh, I would like to throw my hat in a ring as, uh, one punch man. I think I can. I think I can. I can audition for that. I'm. I'm bald. Why? Why do we? Why are we obsessed with anime adaptations uh, and video game adaptations? One Punch Man why? going woke. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking thing. Oh. So, Ari, did you watch the anime at all? The original one. Yeah, we watched it on the show. Yeah, we did, Mark. I don't oh know if you my remember god, that. dude, that was years ago. <clears throat> we watched like the first like was it like two or three episodes? I think we did the first yeah. two episodes uh, as part of a "I Love You Now Watch" episode that yes. we've never done with, again with the horrible ass subtitles. Wow, <laughs> fucking ridiculous! <laughs> That's the best subtitles ever. <laughs> so, so Aubrey, are you excited for the movie for the live action movie? No, <laughs> yeah, fucking ruin it. <laughs> all right, all right, Joey. What about you, dude? How do you feel about One Punch Man the movie? I mean, has there ever been a good live-action anime adaptation? Uh, Dragon Ball. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no. That's completely a joke. Those uh, Attack on Titan movies are an absolute abomination. Um, they never made Akira. Uh, Mario Van Peebles is Fist of the North Star. Oh, there pretty you bad. go. There you go. Uh, death- he does fight rubber skeletons in that one, so this is pretty exciting. Um <laughs> I heard Death Note was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, totally, I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding. Don't, don't come after me. Elite Battle Angel. There you go. Oh, there you go. There's one. <laughs> we we right. can kind of count that as one. Never doubt James Cameron. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't have much uh, hope for this, no matter who's working on it. It could be Jesus Christ uh, <laughs> and uh, resurrected Orson Welles. <laughs> it's still not going to be good. Um, so, And it's not even the, the, the people working on it's fault. It's just making an anime adaptation just never seems to work. Um, Full Metal Alchemist, the movie. Remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> I'm still going to stand by Speed Racer, even though, you know, it's not as beloved as other movies I, and it bombed terribly at the box office. I'm going to stand by that as a cinematic achievement. I will say this for Speed Racer, Mark. One, Christina Ricci. <laughs> Two, I don't think you could make a better Speed Racer movie. It, you know what I mean? Like that's as good as a Speed Racer live action movie will ever be. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Warts and all. I can't, I, I can't visualize a better Speed Racer movie than that. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe. No one's going to put as much money and care into it as uh, the Wachowskis did. So if, it, if that exactly. didn't work, then no, it's never going to work. Well, uh, hopefully this one will work. I mean, it looks like they got some money behind it. So, you know, can't, it can't be worse. It can, it can never be the worst video game adaptation. It's not possible. Well, it does have a couple of things going for it. Uh, Justin Lin, who directed probably the worst Fast and the Furious movie with part nine, is directing it. And uh, it's by the writers of Jumanji 2, The two. Next Level. <laughs> Not Welcome to the Jungle, the other one, the, <laughs> one, the last one that came out. And they also wrote Venom. So, um, I mean, it sounds like we're in good hands. It sounds like it's going to be a movie of the year, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> five out of five. Uh, so, uh, yeah, good luck to Justin Lin and uh, all of your endeavors. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> that's all I got for the news. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk all about Jurassic World Dominion. This summer, Plastic City Comic Con is back and better than ever. Meet some of your favorite comic artists, writers, and crafters, and visit over 150 vendors of comics, toys, cards, anime, and video games from all over New England and beyond. Saturday, July 16th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Wallace Civic Center in Fitchburg, Mass. Admission is only $10. And as always, kids 12 and under are free. Visit us at PlasticCityComicCon.com for more information, and we'll see you at Plastic City. And we are back. All right, guys. We gave you a little bit up top about our movie theater going experience, but we all had a chance to check out Jurassic World Dominion. And now we're going to review it for you. As always, we'll start non-spoiler, so you'll get our impressions of the movie if you haven't seen it yet. We won't spoil anything, so you'll know what we thought, and then you can make the decision on your own uh, if you actually want to go see it or not. Uh, and then we'll play our spoiler sound drop, delineating spoilers, so you can stick around if you don't mind or you've seen it, or the rest of you can bounce. So before we get started, Aubrey Litchfield, queen of all nerds, long may she reign. What is Jurassic World Dominion all about? It's about um, some bugs. <laughs> it was a filthy planet, a bug planet. <laughs> I wish I could tell you it was about some dinosaurs because it, it was barely about some dinosaurs. Right, let's see. Four years after this tri the destruction of Isla Nubar, Nublar, Nublar. I don't know why that's so funny in my head. Dinosaurs now live and hunt alongside humans all over the world. This fragile balance will reshape the future and determine once and for all whether human beings are to remain. I can't even get through it without yawning. <laughs> are to remain the apex predators on a planet they now share with history's most fearsome creatures. All right. Well, I guess we got to talk about what we thought non-spoiler. Markellis Reagan's Jurassic World Dominion, the third and final chapter in the Jurassic World saga. What'd you think? This is a tough movie for me to really critique because I'm, you know, I'm writing down the things that I liked about it. And it's actually a lot of stuff. Oh, but I thought you were going to say you because you gouged your eyes out halfway <laughs> through it. So you can no longer watch the rest of it. Oh, that's me. As I was watching the movie, like in the theater itself, it just felt long and boring. But there was some things that I liked about it. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to say it's 
Okay. Aubrey Litchfield. Yeah, this I probably won't watch this again unless it's on FX Saturdays. I gotta say, it's probably one of my... It's probably at the bottom of my Jurassic Park liking movies. That's that's tough, because there's a lot of movies down there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I gotta tell you guys, uh, sitting in the theater about halfway through this movie was the first time in nearly eight years of podcasting and watching movies. And uh, God, we go to the movies so much. We watch so many movies. I think I've already seen 71 (laughs) brand new movies this year. (laughs) This was the first time ever in the history of So Wizard Podcast. I was sitting in the theater thinking, what am I, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) What am I, why, why am I watching this? Like, what am I doing here? Like, what is, what is the point of this? Like, what, why does any of this matter? Like, why am I here? I could just get up and leave right now and, it, and nothing would matter. This movie sucks. It sucks more than anything Jurassic Park or World has sucked before. Uh, it's boring. It's super long. And it just, it's terrible. It is not a good movie. This movie sucks. It sucks on so many levels. It sucks. <laughs> Fuck this movie. Thank you. I can't remember what the other movie was, but there was another movie that gave you the same pause when you got cats. up to go to the bed. <laughs> was that what it was? <laughs> yes, cats. And halfway through cats, I got up and I went to the bathroom and right. it was like I had a demon on one shoulder and an angel on the other. And the demon was like, You don't have to, you know, you don't you don't have to finish watching this. No, no one's gonna hold it against you if you don't finish watching this. You can go home right now. And then the angel was like, come on, you know, you've made it through much worse movies than this. The the fans are counting on you to watch this movie. You can do it. You made it through werewolves on wheels. You can make it through this. And then I, you know, pulled my pants down, let my schlong stick out, put my pants back up. I said, I am a star. (laughs) I am a superstar. Did some karate kicks and I went in and I finished cats. There you go. But yeah, this movie sucked. This was bad. And I'm not joking around when I tell you I was like sitting there watching it being like, why, why am I just fucking, why do I do this to myself? (laughs) It's been a rough couple of weeks. (laughs) This was, this was not helpful for my mental health, but Jurassic World Dominion does not sound like a barn burner from any of us. Uh, Maybe you might want to wait for quote unquote home video, but now we're going to spoil it. So if you haven't seen it or you don't care, you might want to bounce. Or stick around, because we're going to spoil Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. (laughs) All right. Well, I know you didn't like it too much, Aubrey, but there's got to be something you liked about this movie. Jurassic World, colon, Dominion. What'd you like? Um, I liked the lesser known dinosaurs that they did show. Okay, so I I did like the nods to the first movie. I feel like it was a lot of like tiny nods to the first movie, the the whole Dilophosaurus scene, mm-hmm. first movie. Uh, Ian Malcolm with the light again, first movie, all of that. I do think that they did a really good job nodding to the first movie, um, but that also plays into something that I don't like. I like T Rex is back again as um. You know, like King of the Dinosaurs, he's always going to be back. Uh, the Parasaurolophus uh, with the horses, those are really cool. The Parasaurus, uh, the different Velociraptors, there's multiple different eras. Allosaurus, the, the Carnotaurus, the Quetzalcoatlus. Is, the what? The what um, now? Quetzalcoatlus. The, the, <laughs> they're like the. Pterodactyls. They look like the pterodactyls, but they're Quetzalcoatlus. Pterodactyl! <laughs> yeah, they look like pterodactyls. The Therizinosaurus. Uh, so the thing with the, like, uh, the, big... the, end, the end result of all of this word salad, Aubrey, is that you like dinosaurs. I like all the cool dinosaurs that they showed in it, all the different ones, um, the lesser known ones. I thought that that was really cool. Um, I thought the nods to the first movie, that was really cool. I liked seeing Alan Grant and Ellie Sattler and Dr. Malcolm. I liked seeing them again. Uh, that's also going to play into what I didn't like. But, yeah, that was it. Okay. Oh, I, li- I also liked seeing um, Henry Wu. 
He All looks right. like fucking shit. <laughs> he's, he's a very busy man. He doesn't have time for hygiene. Mark Callis Reagans. Anything you liked about the movie? Yeah, yeah. So like I said, I was writing down some of the things that I liked, and it just kept going on and on and on. I'm like, wait, maybe, maybe I do like this movie? I think, so number one, when you think about like a good Jurassic Park movie, so there's this is the sixth one. Think of the last one that had like a really good story. Or one. Really, <laughs> there's one, and even that's kind of questionable, in, in my opinion. Uh, I like one. I don't think one, like story wise, is like this amazing cinematic script, but you know, it works. But two didn't have a good story. Three didn't have a good story. Jurassic World, first one, second one. So, like, what are we really looking for <laughs> in a six Jurassic World movie? So, all I want is just like cool sequences with dinosaurs. That's it. That's all I really wanted. So, things that I liked about it I like that they brought the, the villain back from the first one, from the very first movie. That was cool. Because I, you know, I completely forgot about him, and he's the guy that shows up at, at uh, Costa Rica with uh, uh, Newman. And it's Nedry, yeah. He, when he's sitting there in the thing, he's like, "Hey, Dotson's here. Dotson's here." See, no one cares. And it was good to see Dotson back <laughs> after all these years. Um, and I didn't even remember like who that was. I completely lost on me. I knew it. <laughs> So the the young girl trying to find her identity, I thought that was a cool storyline on paper. I'm not sure if it really worked out that well. Uh, you know what would have been an easier way to, for her to find her identity is not pushing that fucking button and letting all the dinosaurs out at the end of the first movie. Then she could have just like gone to school or something. Right. Right. Well, she did. And that's where we are now. Getting the old gang back together was great. Sam Neill, I'm like, I'm ready for another Jurassic Park movie with just him. Like he looks like he was ready to, ready for action. I thought that was pretty cool. Yes, I like seeing uh, Ian Malcolm. There's an awesome scene where he's standing there with his shirt open, and um, the pilot I forgot her name like looks over at him, like "Come on, dude, button up your shirt." <laughs> I thought it was a nice little gag to the uh, to the first movie. The underwater scene, the scene where the uh, the feathered dinosaur chases Chris Pratt under the water. I thought that was a cool scene. The scene where they're walking through the cavern and they have the flashlights. And every time they like, you know, turn the the light onto one of the one of the walls, there was a dinosaur just waiting to get them. I thought that was actually pretty cool. Dotson's death by the the things that spit the acid. I thought his death was awesome because I really wanted him to die horrifically. So it was really cool to see him get his just dessert just desserts at the very end of it. And, and just I, like Dennis Nedry did. Exactly. Exactly. That it's it all it, it all rhymes. It all rhymes. Uh and you know, as cheesy as it was when when they deliver Blue's baby dinosaur back to Blue and uh you know Blue and a little baby run off into the woods at the end of the movie I'm like damn it Blue didn't even say thank you or anything a fucking ungrateful dinosaur and then when Blue comes back and like gives him the head nod I'm like oh <laughs> it's bullshit I don't know why it works on me Ugh. and then the last thing is uh there was a part where the T-Rex makes its appearance and I didn't even catch this my friend caught it uh when it was on the screen they there's a display outside of the outside of the facility that they had the big battle and it's like a big circle like a big round circle with water coming through it and when a t-rex walks in front of it when he makes his appearance and he walks in front of the circle it's just like the jurassic park logo and i didn't even catch that at first I'm like holy shit that that's a kind of cool design good for them so yeah on paper cool oh the scene where uh bryce dallas howard uh escapes from the plane and a parachute's coming down, and as soon as she thinks that she's safe, one of those flying dinosaurs comes after. That was suspenseful. I thought that was actually pretty cool. All right, so that's it. That's all I liked about it. All right. Well, what did I like about this movie? Because I certainly didn't like much. Um, there were some cool sequences. I'll, I'll give it that. The Pretty much everything that happened in Malta. Was that where they were? Malta? Sure. Yeah. I, I might have that's the country wrong. I don't know. I think that's what it was. Uh, when they got yeah, there, and there was... Yeah, there was like a dinosaur black market, and then they had the chase scene with the raptors that she could uh, use the laser pointer on them, and he had the motorbike, and they get on the plane. Like, all of that was cool. Actually, I thought that was really well done. It had some kind of shitty editing, so it did have some born identity editing in some of the action shots. But uh, to be fair, as much as I hate that during a fight sequence between two people, I'll give it some leeway when, I mean, it's a fucking fake raptor. <laughs> so. It's not it's not real. So I understand the need to cut to help with special effects. So I thought 
that whole sequence of the movie was probably the strongest part of the movie, probably up through, like you said, Mark, when she jumps out of the plane and crashes, um, is probably your strongest part of the movie. Um, and, uh, there are a lot of attractive females in the cast. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, of course. Um, the, the Wanda wise. Yes. As the, (sighs) as Kayla, the uh, pilot. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) She was very attractive. And I remembered her from, uh, the harder they fall. So I knew she, I already knew she was attractive, but she looked good in this one. They did. She looked really good in this one. Um, we got Danielle Pineda, uh, 2021 woman crush of the year runner up, uh, in there for about five minutes. Right. You <laughs> like blink and you miss her. Like, holy shit, she's gone already. That was, I didn't even th- know she was in the movie. So I was like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. I love that chick. And then like, she was gone. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> and then Ditchin Latchman, uh, who was the woman that had the Raptors with the, what do you call it? The laser pointer. Yes. Uh, also, uh, pretty easy on the eyes. So. That was uh, that was about it, though, for things I liked about the movie. <laughs> uh, well cast ladies in uh, one kind of decent action scene. So, <laughs> all right, I'll get into it in a little bit. But Aubrey Litchfield, what about you? What about things you did not like about this movie? This fucking movie was about bugs. It wasn't even about fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> what was the point in that? Like, it wasn't. Oh. It was all about genetics and genetics research and Watson being a fucking dillhole and making a whole lab and then the fucking locusts. Like, it, there was barely any dinosaurs in this fucking movie. And it, it was like it was sucking its own ass. It, it was all about bringing both the movies together. It was like the director had this one fucking idea and couldn't let it go. Like, you know what? I'm going to do a mashup of old with new and it's going to be fucking awesome. And they couldn't let it go and make it an actual good fucking movie. And it just, it sucked. It was two and a half hours and it felt two and a half hours. Fucking blue. I just, there's not much that I liked about this movie because it just, it was, it it was it wasn't good. It wasn't good writing. It wasn't a good story. Um, I mean, I I get it. The, you made a bunch of destructive bugs so you can monopolize the farming market. It fucking sucked. It just wasn't good. Do you think it was too long? It was way too long. They could have cut. And I, I actually, I I can't even say that they could have cut stuff out because it didn't flow together at all anyway so i don't even know what they could cut out to make it work mm-hmm. okay all right markellis reagan's what about you yeah it definitely felt like this movie kind of got in its own way uh, i appreciate the fact that you know they wanted to put all of these story elements uh into the movie like i actually do appreciate that uh but the execution of it i just i think it just kind of fell apart for some reason them putting these scenes together and putting these themes in the movie and laying them all out, uh, like on paper probably looked really cool, but somehow the execution of it just made it boring. And, you know, you kind of waited for something to happen. And then when something happened, you didn't really care about the characters. Uh, but again, like trying to think of like a good Jurassic park movie where you care about the characters and the fate of them. And, you know, you can part one, (laughs) And again, that's like iffy. That's kind of iffy. That has some good elements to it. But, you know, the other five, the other four movies barely have that. So like, it's like, what, what what could I possibly want from a Jurassic Park movie? This one just I appreciate the fact that he, he that they laid all of these ideas out. I don't think it all flows well together and it's boring. And that's the most that's the worst thing about it. If you're watching a dinosaur movie and you're bored like halfway through, then you failed miserably. All right. Well, you know, a lot of people said, Mark, that this was the rise of Skywalker of Jurassic World. <laughs> I know. And I was all set to defend it, too. <laughs> I went to go see it. <laughs> but, you know, I will say they may not be wrong because Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which was not good, it set up what we all assumed the third movie was going to be, which was dinosaurs were unleashed on the world. Um, and I don't know where the hell you go with that script wise. That's not my job, but we were promised 
absolute calamity as humans and dinosaurs try to live together across the entire planet. And that gets poo-pooed in about five minutes. Beginning of the movie. <laughs> it's kind of like if you set up that Ray's parents are just nobodies and the bad guy is going to be uh, Kylo Ren. And then in the next movie, all of a sudden she is somebody and the bad guy is Emperor Palpatine for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to forget you said that. We're just going to push on and, and move forward. Right. The locusts are the Emperor Palpatine of uh, <laughs> Jurassic World. Somehow the locusts have returned. <laughs> yes. So, Aubrey, let me ask you a question. Let's say you were going to bioengineer some locusts, right? Why you're doing this in a world uh, of Jurassic Park when everybody wants to see dinosaurs, we don't know. But for some reason, you have to make these bugs. Um, and they're going to only eat non-biosyn crops, which if you do the math out is probably going to kill off 75% of the world's population. <laughs> like what exactly is the scheme to make money for your company from that? It's a great question. <laughs> because everyone will have to buy their, their seed from biosyn. Sure. How do you, how do you get locusts to only eat certain seeds? What does this have like, to do with dinosaurs? You, <laughs> it's about, bio- it's biologically about, engineer smarter bugs. Yes. It's about genetic manipulation, which is what Jurassic, the whole Jurassic Park thing was based on. The mosquito in the ember that they found buried. Screw around with DNA and bash it happens. This is just another example of that. So I, I really, guess. sorry, I really hated how the movie started like eight times. It was like every we had to introduce ourselves to all these characters and every single time it felt like the start of the movie again. So like everybody <laughs> and we had that weird sequence where like some Asian woman is like having a news report. It felt like previously on Jurassic World. <laughs> what What is happening right now? Um, it, it's the cinematic universe universification of all movies where. They're expecting us to remember this minutia from like you guys talking about this character. He was always oh, in the first one and he was sitting next to the guy from Seinfeld. And I'm like, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. And like, th- what is the point of that? Like, why do we have to be like that in, this, in these in everything? Yeah, it works for Marvel. It doesn't have to work for everything. It's just obnoxious. But the 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 Steve Jobs is like making bugs. Um and they just they never got around to the story we wanted. The story we wanted was dinosaurs all over the earth wrecking havoc and how are we going to fix it? Not yet again, we take the characters and kind of put them out in the middle of nowhere and they kind of get chased around by a dinosaur. If I had a dollar for every time in this movie somebody got separated, looked up, saw a dinosaur and then had to run from it, I, I wouldn't have to pay for popcorn that day. It was just the same thing over and over and over again. It just wasn't the storyline like I wanted from the movie. And it's not really the movie's fault, but what they brought instead of it was just boring and stupid. Like, I, I don't understand who was like, you know what? We're going to make a movie about Jurassic Park, and it's going to be the last one. So it's going to wrap up everything. And guess what it's about? Locusts. <laughs> it's about scientists manipulating DNA once again <laughs> to fuck up where they shouldn't have been messing with in the first place. It's Jurassic and, Park all over again. And the performances at some points, not all of them, but the I know you said you like Sam Neill, Aubrey, but I, I he felt like he was in a Transformers movie. This felt like one of the wor- later, like really bad Transformers movies with Marky Mark. You could just I felt like I could see Sam Neill <laughs> cashing the check from this movie as it was playing. He got a little better later on, but that first scene where he meets uh, Ellie in the dig site was just like it was awful. All right, I can't argue with that. I felt like who wrote like that? Who wrote this? People don't talk like this. Like it was just it was just bad. It was bad. The other characters from the first movies, couple movies, not the the Jurassic World movies. So Danielle Pineda, the guy from uh, Detective Pikachu, they basically just disappeared. Like they weren't even in the movie. Little clone girl, awful. Uh, Mark, let me ask you a question. So let's say you're a brilliant scientist, right? Yes, yes. And you have a disease, right? Right. Right. And you have the ability to clone yourself, give birth to your clone. Right. And then cure the disease by simply injecting them with something. <laughs> that's, I don't think that's quite how it worked. Why wouldn't you just inject yourself with it? <laughs> she did not inject her, the, the, the solution into her, her clone baby. 
She not to the yes, baby. She did. She did you it could to the see daughter. It. it looked like she was giving her. There a was a scene where she did it. I must have fell asleep to that part. I assumed that she coded her DNA to whatever was wrong with her to not give it to her daughter. Oh, <laughs> scene where she was giving her shots. She literally just gave her some shots. Why didn't she just give herself the shots? <laughs> Maybe she did. Maybe it didn't work. Maybe the the disease was uh, too uh, too strong to to be. Maybe it was an incurable <laughs> disease. And this way, yeah. giving a daughter the shot means that the daughter would never catch it. It's in her DNA. When she waste she wasted all that time making a clone of herself and giving birth to it, and then raising it till it was four to give a couple shots to. Why didn't she just spend that time finding a cure for herself? Uh, I don't know, dude. I didn't write the movie. <laughs> and the clone somehow has a British accent, even though it was born and raised in America. See, at that part, I was like, ah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Whatever. It's genetic. That's all I can say. <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's a clone. That's all. Her mom's typing on the keyboard when she's making her, ah, yeah, give her a British accent. It'll make her sound smart. <laughs> Yeah, her dad's like, oh, give her big old titties. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that'll, that'll work. Help her out later in life. Um, yeah, this this was bad. I, I didn't really like anything with the original cast. I thought they were wasted. Uh, it just it, it just didn't feel organic bringing them in and the way they were brought in. It just did not feel organic at all. And then they had this scene where the three the three of them meet the three new cast members. It just it felt stupid. They're like. Chris Pratt have been done so much better. Yeah. Well, Chris Pratt in uh, Bryce Dallas Howard in this movie, as much as I love Bryce Dallas Howard, don't get it twisted. Um, they, they just have no personality. So like, there's no, I, I don't really feel much for them as characters. And then they're meeting the pilot who, you know, I liked her a lot in this movie. I liked her lines. I mean, she's hot, you know, I thought she was a cool character, but I mean, she's only been in, we've only known her for like 45 minutes. So what is the, what is the pull to like these characters meeting her? Like who cares? I did like Jeff Goldblum. I thought he was actually good, except for his, his monologue in the beginning that I I fell asleep through. But every other scene that he does after that, I thought was great because he's the audience. He's kind of the audience's point of view. For the rest of the movie, he did, he did okay, but I just thought you could have done so much more with what you had laid out. Like you, you had this whole movie just laid out in front of you to be a gigantic blockbuster. Like, and again, I'm not a writer; I don't know what the solution is to the world taking being taken over by dinosaurs. But it certainly would have been more interesting than locusts. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, I don't know. It just it 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 it, it felt like. One of those bad later Transformers movies to me. It just it had that same feeling. It was a slog to get through. Special effects uh, vomited all over the screen. The story is barely comprehensible and stupid, you know, callbacks to things you don't care about. And, and then at the end, it's like, OK, great. It was two and a half hours long. Uh, you know, great. I don't know. Just just wasn't feeling it, man. I just just did not like this movie at all. I just I just thought it was not very good. So. Do you think the last one was better? I think so. I think as much as I didn't like Fallen Turddom, mm-hmm. I will say at least the sequence on the island with the volcano was good. And I liked the idea they were going for with having more of like a horror type haunted house movie with the one dinosaur in the house. It wasn't good, but at least it was trying something. Okay. You know, it was, it was much better directed than this. You know, I know we've all been pining for Colin Trevorrow to make uh, episode nine, but man, maybe we dodged a bullet <laughs> on that one. Maybe there just is no way that the Rise of Skywalker would have been good. Exactly. JJ's redeemed. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know about that, but you know, somehow JJ has returned. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that, but you know, this is definitely, in, in my opinion, this is the weakest uh, Jurassic Park movie. This is probably the worst Jurassic Park movie. And, and maybe it's just time to give up. Like, it's time to give up. And that's nope. saying a lot because uh, number three was pretty bad. <sighs> yeah, I, I love I love number three. That's probably oh, one of my man. favorite ones other than mm. the first one. No one likes it, too. But it's just, and for me, number two and number three were not good no. for me. Number number three knew no what it was. No one likes it because it has the Spinosaurus. Well, I feel like they knocked it out of the park their first time up at the plate and they've struck out every single time since. <laughs> so it's 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 pretty much to the point where it's now well, you know what? I think the first Jurassic World was okay. I think that was pretty decent. Yeah, that I don't think okay. you can get as good as the first Jurassic the first Jurassic World. Well, I Those just think two. it's 
it, it, there, that, that's what the storyline is. There's a park, things go wrong, hijinks ensue, dinosaurs. Like that, that's the story. They've done it twice now, and, and they had the story to this laid out in front of them, which was humanity trying to find its way through a world that now has dinosaurs in it again, and they just poo-pooed it by saying uh, Chris Pratt herds them like cows uh, with a relasso. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, they poo-poo it by being like, all dinosaurs will now live in this valley happily ever after. Like, that's it? Like, that's what we got? After all, it felt like all of the second movie was now, it, it's like the Alien 3 of this trilogy. The, the entire second movie is invalidated. What was the point of any of it then? Imagine being the clone girl and letting all those dinosaurs loose, thinking that you're letting them loose because they're just like you, and then you find out that, I guess I'm not like the dinosaurs. Imagine finding out your mom's an idiot because she could have just injected herself with the stuff instead of... Anyway, <laughs> I didn't like it. So <laughs> we have to score it, though. And to score it, we must give it a zero to five. Five being the best, zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you have for Jurassic World Dominion? I'm going to give it a uh, 1.5. Mm-hmm. I enjoy all the nods to the first Jurassic Park. But other than that, I hope to never watch it again. I don't know how Noah feels about not letting you ever watch it again. I know. I'm going to fucking watch it again. (laughs) Mark Ellis Reagan. I'm going to give it a 2.5 out of 5. You are an easy grader. The the action, well, the the set pieces, as as bad as the story was and incoherent and, you know, whatever, there are some nice set pieces in there. And when you watch, when I watch a a Jurassic Park movie, just give me dinosaurs chasing people. That's all I want. All right, well, I'm going to go with a one out of five, and that one is strictly for a sweaty Bryce Dallas Howard in a tank top. Otherwise, this movie can go to hell. It sucks. I don't think anyone should watch it. It's trash. One out of five for me. But maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Jump onto social media. Let us know what you think. And now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? I haven't been watching anything, so I can't recommend that. I got nothing. I got All right. Nothing. Don't watch Jurassic World. <laughs> yeah. It, I've been telling everybody that has asked me, because I've had quite a few people ask me, um, ew, I just killed a mosquito. Um, Don't put it in amber. <laughs> <laughs> I tell people, um, wait until it is free and streaming, because it's going to be streaming for free. Somewhere. So, yeah, it's definitely more bugs than dinosaurs. All right. Markellis Reagans, how about you? Uh, the only thing I can really recommend is uh, Miss Marvel on Disney+. Plus. It's a new show. They just dropped the first episode. And, you know, as part of the MCU TV shows that they're doing on Disney+, Plus, this one was, I thought, really good. So, um, yeah, if, you, if you're worried about it, it's like, ah, maybe it's used too young. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm not the target audience for it. I think it works for almost anyone. Um, so I, I enjoyed it. So first episode of Miss Marvel, Disney+. Plus. All right. Well, I will recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you'll find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media, all our content there on SoWizardPodcast.com. So check it out. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Don't forget our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast where there are hours of free exclusive content there, including more reviews interviews, unboxings, trailer reactions, and more. Check it out. And don't forget our Patreon, where you can monetarily support the show at patreon.com backslash Podcast and get extra exclusive content. What will I recommend? Uh, actually, I've been a guest on a couple podcasts in the last few weeks. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was on Colt 45, and we reviewed the original Top Gun. Uh, we love those guys. We've had them on the show in the past. We've been on their show multiple times in the past. Uh, it's always a blast being on there. I loved it. So check that out. We're trying to get uh, Beat Him Down on to review Nope with us. Uh, we'll see if that works out. Hopefully it will. And I just recorded a few days ago. I'm not sure exactly what is dropping, but I was on the No on 15 podcast and myself and their host talked about the summer of 1993 in movies. 
So if you want to hear us reminisce about 1993 and movies, when a little movie called Jurassic Park came out, uh, check that out as well. And of course, head out to the movies and check out Lightyear, because that, my friends, is what we will be checking out next week and reviewing for you. But that is going to do it for episode 410 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. It's always dinosaurs. It's better than bugs. And the experts, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Hashtag redemption for JJ. Uh, everybody have a great <laughs> week in Wakanda forever. Somehow a shitty Jurassic Park movie has survived. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week for Lightyear. Good journey.